All right, well, good morning, everyone. Obviously, I am not Pastor Jay. Uh, he is out of town this week, and um, so I get to fill in, and I have the privilege of being able to continue the series, More Like Jesus. And if you don't know who I am, I'm Mikey. I'm the youth pastor here at Connect Church, and so I'm so happy that I get to share what God's put on my, my heart this morning. And so I want to look at this, this uh, statement this morning. And it's, it says, you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving others. And I really want to dive into this statement this morning and, and look at what it means to be serving like Jesus and how serving makes us more like Jesus and how it's not even an option that we need to serve to be more like Jesus. And so we're going to look at this morning about the meaning of serving. We're going to look at the manner in serving, and we're going to look at some methods of, of what serving is. And you know, all of this is centralized around love. Jesus centralized everything. Everything centralized around Jesus is about love. This theme of life is love. The thing that we are all longing for is love. And serving others is a great way for us to show love to one another. And you know, speaking about love, if you don't know, I am dating Jordan Lacey, which I don't see her in the room. I don't know where she's at. But she's the one who runs around here and takes pictures and videos and puts everything on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, things like that, communicates with everyone. She's amazing at it, and we're so thankful here for her, and I'm thankful that God has put her in my life. But there's one thing you got to know about her, and she's probably mad about me for telling this to anyone, but there's two things, actually. One, she hates being scared, and two, she hates to be tickled, especially on her feet. And, you know, the funny thing is I really think God has a sense of humor because he paired her with me, who happens to be a really ornery person who likes to pick on her a lot. And so she gets awful mad when I tickle her feet or anything like that. And I, I won't disclaim this or not, but she may or may not have hit me a few times before. And so I recommend don't, uh, don't try to scare her or tickle her because uh, you might get punched in the face. I don't know. Um, but speaking of feet, we're going to be looking at a story today when Jesus has to touch some feet and he, he washes some feet. So we're going to be in the Gospel of John, and we're going to be in chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at the story of when Jesus washes the feet of disciples, and we're going to break it down, and we're going to look at how this example of serving should translate into our own lives. And so we'll start off by reading the first part of this story. So John chapter 13, 1 through 5. It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were there in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he wrapped around him. And so I want to set the scene here real quick of what 
all is going on here. And, and one thing we need to know is that this is the Last Supper. This is the last time Jesus is eating with the disciples. Hours later, he will be arrested and be ready to be crucified. And so this is the last dinner that he is having, the last supper that he's having with the disciples. And another important thing is, is knowing the culture back then is it was customary for your feet to be washed before you ate dinner. And usually it was done by a servant that was a part of the house, but at this house that they were at, that they had rented, there was no servant. And the reason that you needed to have your feet washed back then is, for one, you either wore sandals or you didn't wear shoes at all. And so you're walking around in the dirt, you're walking around in only God knows what because you got animals and things like that. So your feet get pretty gross back then. And how they ate were they had tables that were about this high on the ground. And so when you were eating back then, most likely someone's feet were by your food. And so you wanted to have clean feet by your food even back then. Not nasty, gross, dirty feet by your bread or whatever you were eating back then, your fish. And so Jesus saw a need. He saw a need that there were dirty feet. And so my first point in the meaning of serving this morning is serving is love in action. Serving is love in action. And Jesus, is, Jesus was motivated by love. He was motivated by the love that he had for his disciples, that he wanted to wash their feet. It wasn't out of obligation. It wasn't because he had to. He did it because he loved them. It says that he loved them and he loved them till the end. And the thing is, is, is these were actions that he did. They weren't just words that he said. He didn't just look at them in dinner and be like, you guys need to wash your feet. It's pretty gross. Um, he actually did something about it. And I, I want to look at that real quick. I want to look back at that passage in verses 4 and 5. So it says in John chapter 13, 4 and 5. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. We see all these verbs and all these things that, that Jesus did here in just two short verses. That he did what he said he was going to do. He was going to serve them. But Jesus had another objective here. It's not all about just action. But it's about attitude. And Jesus here, he wanted to paint a vivid portrait of how we should live our lives and how the disciples should have lived their lives back then. His objective wasn't just to put this into action, but also show them the attitude in which we should serve. And I think that's something that we miss the mark on sometimes. We miss the mark on what our attitude should be when it comes to serving. And you know, the disciples were the same way. They didn't quite know what was going on and they weren't thinking and they were being selfish. And you know, it says in Luke chapter 22 in, in this scripture, this is happening in the same time, the same dinner that this is happening. It's just in a different gospel. And it says this, they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. 
When Jesus took a look around the table, all he saw were proud hearts and dirty feet. And so the need wasn't just that they needed to wash their feet and he was tired of smelling their feet while he was eating. The other need was he saw how prideful they were. Can you imagine what that's like? They're arguing around Jesus about who is the greatest. Like, what did, what did that look like? Did Peter go, well, guys, I got out of the boat and I walked on water, so I'm better than all of you guys? Or did John say, oh, well, I'm the one that Jesus loves, so I'm better than all of you guys? I can only just imagine what they're bickering and, and what they're arguing was about, but they were doing it in front of Jesus, who they called Lord and they called teacher, they called rabbi. And so Jesus saw the need that he needed to humble them, and he was going to do it by washing their feet. So he was killing two birds with one stone. And so Jesus here, after he washes their feet, he gives a clear message of why he did it. So it says in John chapter 13, verses 12 through 15, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And so I think the message that Jesus was trying to get across to his disciples, and I think he's trying to get across to us because we all, like the disciples, have the natural inclination to be served rather than to serve others. It's just ingrained in us. And Jesus says that needs to change. And so this next point is really what I believe Jesus was telling his disciples is serving is not about you. When it comes to serving, it's not about you. I feel like Jesus here is saying, I don't care how great you are. I don't care how wealthy you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care what the world says. I don't care about your notoriety. I'm calling you to be a servant. And he was trying to get that across to the disciples. And I think in a lot of ways, we struggle with that. So we struggle with, oh, I'm too good to do that, that thing to serve. Or I'm too good this. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But Jesus is saying, I am the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and I just got down on the ground on my knees, took my robe off, and I cleaned your dirty feet. And just think about that for a second. Jesus, God, did what a servant was really supposed to do. He humbled himself. He gave up his heavenly throne. He gave up his kingship. He gave up his lordship to serve people and to love people. And so Jesus isn't leaving any gray area when it comes to this. He didn't say, be a servant when you feel like it. No, if you call me Lord, you call me teacher. You call me your savior. You're to be a servant period. And also, when it comes to serving, it's not about what people are seeing. It's not about 
us making ourselves look good. It's also really not about, quite honestly, how we feel. Yes, if we have the right attitude in serving, there's the byproduct of us feeling good and feeling blessed by God because we know we're being more like Jesus. But that shouldn't be our initial objective of serving others, but it should be to put love in action. It should be to care about others, look at the interests of others rather than ourselves. And it's a super hard thing for us to do because like I said, we're just like the disciples in a lot of ways. And we need to follow Jesus and not the disciples in this particular story. And so I have this story for you guys that I, I read in a book called All In by Mark Batterson. He is a pastor in Washington, D.C. And I read this book, and it was actually when I worked. I wasn't working at the church. I was actually working at a car dealership, Vanderveer. And we had book group, and one of our book groups was a, a Bible study. And we did this Bible study at work, and, and this was in the very first chapter. And this story has really forever changed my perspective on what my life really means, what my life is about, my objective to serving Jesus and to serving others. And I think in this story, you'll, you'll find out that this missionary that we're going to talk about, he, he took to heart Jesus saying, give up your own interests, give up yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And so the story begins in the early 1900s. There is a missionary called A.W. Millen. And so I'm going to read it so I can get all the information to you guys so you can hear the story. And so A.W. Millen was a missionary and had set sail to the islands of the Hebrides in the South Pacific, knowing full well that the headhunters who lived there had martyred every missionary before him. Every time someone hit the beaches, every missionary was killed. But Millen did not fear death because he had already died to himself. He didn't pack a suitcase when he went. He packed a coffin. And for 35 years, he lived there and served these people and shared the gospel with them. And everyone on that island ended up becoming believers. And when he died, they buried him and wrote this on his memorial. When he came, there was no light. And when he left, there was no darkness. Jesus' life reflected that. A.W. Millen's life reflected that. Will your life reflect that? This place is full of darkness. This world is full of darkness. And we have the light of Jesus Christ to share with people. And we do that by serving others. In action and with the right attitude. So pack your coffin. That's the next point is pack your coffin. There's no turning back. When you, when you become a believer in Christ and you become a follower of Christ, there is no turning back. We're to get rid of our, our interests. We're to get rid of selfishness and we're to look at others better than ourselves. We should put our pride, our selfishness, 
all these things in this coffin and bury it and not look back. We don't want to hold these suitcases where we can look at these little toys that we got that keep us from going and serving people and sharing the love of Jesus with people. So are you ready and willing to pack your coffin? Because Jesus did just that. When he came to this earth, there was no turning back. He, the crazy thing is, is, is Jesus was still scared and he still was wondering if he really had to get on that cross. He prayed to God that night, right after they ate dinner, he prayed to God and said, God, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. But he put his selfishness aside that he didn't have to begin with. He packed his coffin and he was willing to go on that cross for us. It says in Mark chapter 10, for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus gave his life for us. He washed the feet of the disciples but he washed all of our hearts with his blood. We are to follow in his example. It's not the easiest thing to do in the world, but it's what he is calling us to do, is to pack our coffin, is to follow him. And you know the cool thing is, is that sometimes we get intimidated by serving. We get intimidated. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, if you look in, in this story, Jesus started with his disciples. He started with the ones that he loved, the ones that he was closest to. And then, hours later, he saved the world through his sacrifice. And he served the world in that way. So maybe for you, it's starting with your family. Starting with your wife. Starting with your husband. It's starting with your kids and then letting that flow into your church family and then into your community. No matter where we're serving or who we're serving, we're called to serve. We're called to put love into action and do it selflessly. And you still might be asking the question, well, Mikey, what do I do how do I do it? Well, I want, I want to give you some opportunities to serve here this morning. I want to give you some opportunities to share the light of Jesus with others. Even if people don't see it, if, even if people don't see the fruit of your labor. I want to give you the opportunity to be able to serve the community, serve your church family, to serve your own families. And start that that process of living the lifestyle of serving because that's what it is. It's not just do that every once in a while. It's a lifestyle. It's a way that we live is serving others. When we see a need, we need to take care of it. We need to serve and we need to love people. And so my next point is there are dirty feet to be washed. There are. And I'm not telling you you need to go out and just go out to some random person and say, hey, your feet are gross, let me wash them for you. So I don't think really many of us want to do that because feet are nasty. Um, but 
It's figurative. There are feet to be washed. There are dirty feet to be washed. There are needs in our community. There's needs in our church family. There are needs in our own families. And, and, and you know those. And so I want to give you some opportunities here to serve, to be a part of something. And you know Mission Akron is coming up in a few weeks. And we're super excited about it and just praying to God that we are able to just share the gospel with people by serving and putting love into action in any way possible because he's got a plan and he's ready for us to do that. And so I want to give you all an opportunity to be a part of Mission Akron, to be a part of serving the community and rebuilding the community, revitalizing the community and making this a beacon of hope where people can see this light and know that Jesus is here. And so I have some ways for you all to serve this morning. And there's a few different ways. One is you can donate food for Mission Akron. And we'll have a list out at the orange wall here in the next week. But we're, we're going to, we want you guys to be able to donate food and just to support Mission Akron and to support people and let us be able to put more resources into helping out the community. And then also, we have a back to school bash we're doing that week where we want to bless our community by giving kids around here free school supplies. We know that coronavirus has definitely hurt people financially. And even the subject of school we know is rough with people right now because we have no idea what's going on, quite honestly. We have no idea what it's really going to look like. So we want to give people one less thing to worry about. And we want to be able to give them school supplies for free. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have a, like a flea market type thing here that Friday of that week. And we're going to tell everyone in the community, we're going to make a Facebook event. We're going to do all these things. And we're going to tell everyone, come get free school supplies. One less thing you have to pay for, one less thing you have to worry about. And so at the orange wall out there in the lobby, there are little cards that have specific school supplies that I would love for y'all to commit to in buying a school supply for a kid who might not be able to have all the school supplies that they need this year to be able to learn. And so out, out at that orange wall, we have little cards of different school supplies. So bless someone this summer. And then life groups. I'm going to e be emailing you guys here next week, and I have some projects for you guys to do. And then last but not least, we want anyone and everyone to be a part of Mission Akron. And we have some physical jobs that people can sign up for, manual labor jobs that people can sign up for, adults can sign up for, to be a part of Mission Akron. And all you have to do is go to missionakron.com. But I need you to sign up by July 22nd so we can figure out a budget, get you a t-shirt. But it's going to look like this for three, four days maybe. You'll be working with the well. You'll be working manual labor jobs around here in that back-to-school bash event. It'll be $50 a person so we can feed you and things like that. But you can go to missionakron.com and you can sign up and you can bless your community in that way in the Akron community. Serving isn't just something that we do that week, though. And I want to remind everyone of that this morning. Is that 
Mission Akron, serving, it's a lifestyle. It's not just something we do once a year. It's not something we just do when we feel like it. When we see a need, we need to do it. Jesus didn't probably feel like washing feet, but he saw a need. Jesus was scared to go up on that cross, but he did it anyways because he saw the need that we needed to be saved from our sin. And so, I want to go back to that, that quote. In your life, where people will be able to say and see, wow, when this person came around, there was nothing but darkness, but when they left and when they did what they needed to do, that there was nothing but light. Are you ready to pack your coffin? Are you ready to put love into action? Are you ready to serve people? It's my connection point for today, for this morning, is to be more like Jesus, put love into action. You want to be more like Jesus, put love into action and be like him. Throughout all of Jesus' ministry, he was all about serving. He was all about taking care of people. He was all about loving people. And that's what we're called to do. And in ourselves, we get into the way of that. And I hope that's not the case anymore. I hope to, this morning is, is a revival and knowing that once we walk out these doors, we have a mission, and that is to serve people, that is to love people, that is to share the gospel with people and telling people how much Jesus loves them. Because in this world right now, there's not a lot of love going on. There's not a lot of people that are feeling love right now. And so let's show them the light and the unconditional love of Jesus through our example of serving and being more like him. It's not about us anymore. When we choose to follow Jesus, it's not about us anymore about serving others, following in Jesus' footstep, being that example that he tells us to be because he didn't leave any gray area and said, if you're a follower of me, you call me Lord, this is what you're called to be. I'd like everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And those of you watching online, I know it's weird, but I'd like you to do that as well. And I'd like everyone to just listen for a minute. And those of you that are followers of Jesus, I'm going to give you this call to action. Be the light that this world is seeking. Follow Jesus' example and go love people. Put it into action. no matter how big or how small, if there's a need there, serve. Jesus gave his life for us. He loved us so much that he gave up his heavenly throne and he came down to earth, he lived a perfect life and he took the punishment that we deserve. He did not deserve it. 
He might have washed the disciples' feet, but he washed our hearts with his blood. And then when he rose again from the dead, the check cleared. He is our Savior, and he loves us, and he loves you. And I don't know if you're out there this morning, if you're, you're in this room or you're watching online. You might not feel loved right now, but let me tell you, there is a heavenly Father that loves you. There are people out there that love you. You are worth it to God. You are God's masterpiece, and that's never changing. We all have this problem called sin. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We all deal with this thing, sin, that separates us. And all it takes is just putting your belief in him and following him and knowing that you need him. And so I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for everyone this morning. And, and if you want to know more about Jesus and you want to have a conversation and you want to pray about it, I'll be right up here when all of this is done. I want you to know how much God loves you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, for your son Jesus who came to this earth and died for us. Lord, we need you more than ever now and I just pray as we, we take this week on, Lord, that we find the needs in this world and we, we go serve people, Lord, and we, we be those examples of Jesus and people see the light of Jesus and the love of Jesus in our communities and our families. Lord, and there is just a revolution of people falling in love with Jesus. So, Lord, I pray if there's someone in here who doesn't know you, or there's someone watching online who doesn't know you, Lord, that I pray that they, they come to know you this morning, Lord, that you soften their hearts and you, you, you just fill their hearts with love and hope and joy, Lord, because that is what you give us. Lord, some of us are carrying these suitcases that just weigh us down and Lord you're like give me those so Lord we love you and we thank you for all that you do thank you for your son Jesus and we thank you for the example that he has given us to go love people and take care of people so Lord we love you and we praise you in Jesus name I pray amen